Hello, and thank you for joining LTC DON Chat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Post-Acute Care Nursing, APACN. I'm your host, Amy Stewart, Vice President of Education and Certification Strategy for APACN. And I'm here today with Dr. Rebecca Cahill, Professor for the Research College of Nursing. We are here today to talk about how lean healthcare practices can benefit skilled nursing facilities and enhance the performance improvement project process and overall quality improvement. Welcome, Dr. Cahill. Thank you for having me, Amy. Dr. Cahill, what is lean healthcare and how can SNFs benefit from its application? So at its heart, lean healthcare is a performance improvement methodology. It's similar to what your audience members are probably aware of. Some other methodologies are PDSA, Six Sigma, FADE, the IHI model for improvement. So I'm sure someone is familiar with at least one of those. What distinguishes lean is it has a very intense process orientation. And what I mean by that is there's a really strong emphasis on studying the current processes and then considering what redesign is needed to produce the desired outcome. An additional focus of lean is a strong customer orientation and not just the customer or the resident or patient who's coming in to receive the services, but lean also considers customers to be internal to the organization, such as the people doing the process and the staff that are upstream and downstream from the process. And then finally, Lean also considers any third parties that are involved in the service or product delivery to be customers. So certainly in the case of healthcare, we're talking about regulators and payers are also customers of our services. Lean originated in Japan and actually has a great respect for the worker who is doing the process. And I'm not saying that we don't have a great respect for the worker doing the process, but in lean methodology, the leader shouldn't make decisions about the process without talking to the people who do the process. And then I think the thing that most people are aware of with lean is lean does have a strong interest in the elimination of waste in the processes. And it also has an interest in standardizing processes. I think some benefits to lean is that processes are the foundation of our work in care delivery. Whether we realize it or not, everything is made of processes. If we're trying to prevent healthcare acquired pressure ulcers, there's a lot of processes that go to that. There's what are our assessment processes? What are our documentation processes? What are our reassessment processes? What are our treatment processes when we start to identify something? And so really everything we do in healthcare can be broken down to a lot of processes. And I believe you can either understand the processes that are contributing to an outcome, or you can allow them to occur randomly. 
and that doesn't tend to get the best results. The father of quality management, W. Edwards Deming, he had a quote which I love and he says, if you can't describe what you're doing with the process, you don't know what you're doing. So I think that's very fitting because I think a lot of times, you know, we're like, yeah, we're trying to prevent healthcare acquired pressure ulcers. But if you ask people to articulate, so what are our processes for assessment, documentation, reassessment, you know, when we identify a stage one, what are our processes there? And it's not quite as clear at that point. I also think that lean is really fitting for this time because when you do focus on process and you want to eliminate waste, you're going to ultimately end up with a more efficient workplace, hopefully. And I think in this time when we're facing workforce shortages, supply shortages, certainly escalating costs from inflation and increasing value-based payment models, being very efficient in the processes that produce our care is very important. Thank you for that. And in addition to the things you've already mentioned, we're also under additional regulatory scrutiny. We also have additional quality measures. So I can really see how skilled facilities could benefit from the lean process. How would the facility leaders implement lean facility-wide? So my first piece of advice about that is going to be to start small. I wouldn't put the eye on the whole organization just at the beginning, and I'll explain why here in a minute. And by starting small, I mean, you know, apply the methods to a performance improvement project that you're doing and see what results you have. And by the methods, you know, it's a matter of process mapping out the current state. It's looking for areas of waste in the current state. It's determining root causes of the problems that you're seeing with the current state and then redesigning the process to address areas of waste and the root causes. Additionally, by starting small, I always believe it's great to build on momentum. And so if you have one successful project, like let's say you are having a problem with healthcare acquired pressure ulcers and you do this project and six months later, you're still sustaining these great results. I mean, that's a great way to go. Look what happened here. How can we build on this and do something else? And so I think just getting momentum going. And then I also think leaders just understanding some of the tools about being able to go to the front line. And when something's not working right, just saying, well, let's talk through what are the steps that you go through? And are there steps that you go through that don't seem necessary or steps that you go through that you don't understand why you're doing them? I think just leaders learning how to be very inquisitive about the work that's happening can be very helpful. There's a trust that has to be built up in this new way of highly involving your workforce, but it can be done. You just have to question gently and, you know, listen to what you're being told and really consider it. Now, on the issue of organizational transformation, it is possible and it is the highest form of lean. Lean K 
came out of the Toyota factories in Japan because they wanted to compete after World War II, they wanted to compete with American car manufacturers. And they said, how can we do it better? And American car manufacturers were having a lot of defects and it was quite expensive. And so they went to their workers and said, you know, how can we get rid of defects in the processes and things like that? And companies like Toyota are lean is fully infused in everything they do. There are also healthcare examples of organizations where lean is fully infused. Virginia Mason in Seattle, ThetaCare in Washington, Denver Health, which is a safety net hospital in, there in Colorado, and the Advocate Health System in the Chicago area are all great examples of how lean is infused from the top to the bottom of those organizations. I had the privilege of being able to go with a sensei who is a very highly skilled lean practitioner on a consultation visit to one of these hospitals. And it was just amazing. The folks in the maintenance facility were doing lean projects and everyone was invested in it. I could stop anyone in the hallway and say, what are you guys working on right now? And they just had so many successes and things you know, that they were so proud of. Now, how do you get to that? That takes a big, extensive, top of the organization interest. It takes a strong knowledge base and it takes a lot of leadership support. If you wanna go for full organizational transformation, it's gonna be a big investment in developing expertise. But there are places where you can go develop that expertise. There are several nonprofits you know, where that expertise can be obtained. And then, as I said, I went to one of these hospitals to tour, and I was with a sensei who comes every six months. And this organization was like eight years down the road, but he was just kind of fine-tuning things. So it's a big investment. I think it pays off. The hospital I went to, it was actually a Baldridge Award winner, which is a very high bar in healthcare. So I encourage people to start small and not try and pull the whole potato out at once because you might be a little disappointed if you start too big. But I think if you can start and build some momentum, then you can start talking to the very top leadership team. You know, certainly the DON needs to be involved on this and this is the DON chat, but also your administrator is gonna have to be on board with this. But sometimes when people can see some results, they get interested. And so I think first starting small and producing some results is a really good way to think about moving this forward. That's great information. I love it. And certainly facilities across the country could definitely benefit from this. I would love to hear somebody's success stories as well, especially at a skilled facility. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about PIPs. How can facilities benefit from a PIP versus just fixing a problem? So that's a good question too. And I think you know I'm not practicing in quality right at the moment, but I have for many years. And I know when I was that quality leader or the nurse leader, you know, sometimes somebody comes to me with a problem and I'm alone in my office and I think, well, this is how you fix it. And I have the perspective of one person who's not done much assessment to the current situation. But with all my good intentions, 
you know, I can move forward with a fix. And many of those fixes are, well, I'm going to educate people and then I'll audit and see how that goes. And then I might need to re-educate people and I'll audit again and maybe discipline. But sometimes when you're just creating fixes, it's kind of like treating a patient where you haven't done a full diagnostic assessment of what's going on. You know, my back hurts could be something with a muscle. If it's in the right spot, it might be like pyelonephritis. But if I take one piece of information and I kind of run with it, I don't fully understand it, then I can end up going off on the wrong tangent. And then I think another thing that is really important is, so in that scenario described previously, it's where management is kind of creating fixes or quality people are creating the fixes. In lean, the idea is management sets the conditions to support the workforce to develop the fixes. And so this takes some education on the part of the workforce. You just can't go out and say, okay, tell me how to fix it. I mean, they need to have some tools to know how to work through it. But if you take the time and study the process and actually understand what the baseline is occurring, then you're most likely going to end up with a less superficial fix and you're going to be able to have a more sustainable fix. The other thing I tended to do, and I think this is not that uncommon, is in addition to, well, I'm just going to educate them on how to look at the skin. Well, I think most people that have an RN know how to look at the skin, but do they have time? Do they have the right tools? Things like that. And so also if I create a fix where I just add an additional process or expectations to a process that's already bad, that doesn't fix it. And so... I just think this more disciplined way of solving the problem can be helpful. And Lean is also fairly big on if it's a problem that cross-cuts departments or disciplines. And the reason a team can be beneficial is nursing might come up with a great solution of how to address the assessment part of, let's say we're having a lot of falls. And so nursing is going to do a new fall assessment and we're going to document it. And, you know, but in our bubble, if we don't include other disciplines that have an interest and knowledge base in this area, we can fail to see other processes. So when an issue cross-cuts any departments or disciplines, it's a good idea if you have the resources to pull a team together. And some important things you need, though, when you do pull a team together is you do need to have someone who's skilled to walk the team through the process of studying what's happening, identifying where there's opportunities in the process, like there's waste, You need someone to help walk through figuring out what the root causes are of the problems you're having. And all that needs to happen before the team comes with a new process. Because I think a lot of us in healthcare, we're fixers. And so we want to just dive in there with a solution. But if we think about how we handle caring for patients, we assess before we start fixing. Because we know that if we don't, we can send the treatment or whatever in the wrong direction. So the other thing, if you're going to pull a team together, 
is you really have to have the majority of the team has to be people who do the work, but they need to be surrounded with the appropriate resources and leadership support. So typically, like a director of nursing would be the person maybe who charters the team, who comes in at the first meeting, kicks it off. This is important. You know, if you all need resources, come to me. I'll consider if that resource is appropriate, if we can come up with another resource. But you really need to empower your team to come up with solutions. Another thing, when you're pulling a team together, a great tool to have is a team charter. And on the CMS website, when you look for the CMS QAPI tools, there's a great performance improvement project team charter. And the reason I say you need a charter is because if you put a group of people in a room to address an issue such as falls, you kind of need to have some boundaries for them. We do want you to look at inpatient falls. We want you to look at injurious falls. You know, put some boundaries on. Otherwise, people can start thinking really big and suddenly we're introducing interventions to address if a visitor falls in the parking lot on ice, which is still a fall, but is probably not the top priority. So you use a team charter to kind of frame for the team what are the priorities and what are the measures that we're using and things like that to kind of keep the team focused. I think that's a really important part of pulling a team together. And so that's kind of my my explanation of why you want to undertake a process as opposed to just fixing a problem. Some problems are simple enough. People aren't clocking in or outright or something like that. That's a just fix. But if it crosscuts different areas, different disciplines, and even like if it crosscuts between your professional registered nursing staff to your CNAs, you really might want to think about the team. Thank you for that great information. I love to see success stories when facilities get a group together and really look at all of the aspects and how the processes interact with one another and come up with a fix versus someone maybe someone in leadership saying, you know, this is what we need to do and implement it and then stand back and wonder, huh, I wonder why that didn't fix the whole problem when they never really went to the people doing the work. One of my favorite sayings is always include the people closest to the work when you're putting performance improvement plans in place. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Well, I think the message I hope people take away with is, is it's a good time to try some new things. I'm going to go again to my father of quality management, Deming, and he says every system is perfectly designed to get the results it does. You know, if you have an issue that you've been battling for a year, two years, you know, you get it kind of fixed and then it's back again. It's really time to start looking at really what are the processes that get us here And what can we do differently to get to somewhere else? I also encourage people to start small. And, you know, with lean or any performance improvement methodology, I encourage you to look for resources out there. And when you pull a team together, you know, know that your team is going to have to learn together how to do this. A couple resources that come to mind just off the top of my head, the CMS QAPI tools, There's a whole document with all these hyperlinks that has great tools in it about the charter and how to set goals and how to develop measures. 
excellent tools inside that document. And it's located with just a CMS copy tool, Google search. And then another resource, and I actually think I found out this one from CMS too. It's kind of a fun way to start. There's a series of videos on YouTube called the Domestic Lean Goddess. And the lady is like applying lean to her home. And I think sometimes if you think about it in more simple terms, it's kind of easier to apply in a more complex setting. And then finally, there's a nonprofit called the Lean Enterprise Institute, which can be found at lean.org. They have some great free resources. They also can connect you to training for the different levels of belts. They can connect you to, you know, if you want to go full-blown lean across your organization, they can help you find those types of resources also. But I think last is just have your team learn together. Just have a spirit of learning in your organization. And I think that can really make things better. Dr. Cahill, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Listeners, thank you for joining us today. For more resources and tools for nurse leaders, please visit our website at www.aapacn.org. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the LTC DON Chat Podcast. Heard the news about how you can improve quality care and increase efficiency with Ability? Ability offers a range of applications to simplify the complexity of healthcare, allowing organizations of all types and sizes to spend more time on care and less time manually collecting, analyzing, and reporting data. This allows you to remain in compliance while making data-driven decisions that benefit residents. With Ability, your facility can improve resident outcomes optimize reporting data, enhance reimbursements, and much, much more. Discover what Ability has to offer at AbilityNetwork.com slash a pack-in.